0: Hi, I'm the comedian and quizzer Paul Sinha, and I cannot recommend highly enough the benefits of listening to the Promoter Mouth podcast. Do it now.
1: Suddenly, everything seems to be falling down. What we got another, my thoughts keep it spinning around. I don't find the but solutions just can not be found.
0: Let's do it. Episode number five of the Promoter Mouth podcast. Hello, Paul. Pablo. Hello, Hello Pablo.
1: Hello, Kai. And uh, thanks to The Cinnamon for his uh, his endorsement. How was your week? Um, it's been a good week. It's been a really good week. Good week for the pod, that's for sure.
0: We're in the charts, aren't we?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, f- it feels like we're in an indie band and we've made it into the indie charts at about 91. Yeah, top which 100. Is, which, is, which is not
0: bad for a first single. So so that, that's all right. And that is definitely thanks to people that are downloading it. Whether they keep downloading it is another question, though. Yeah, yeah. But getting messaged,
1: all, well, I say all the time. I'm, I've had several messages this week, yep. which is really useful. Uh, come on to that, but um, probably name-check one or two people. Which and they
0: they come out of the blue, don't they? Because uh, I've been doing comedy for nigh-on 20 years uh, but since we've done the podcast, we've had people pinging us saying, oh, I really like the podcast yeah. and, uh, you know, keep it up and, and what have you. So thanks to those people.
1: And uh, Bruno at the EDP kindly put us in. Bruno! <laughs> um, yeah, he put us in and that was weird. Um, he put a picture in of yourself and the Cinnamon and uh, I sent a copy of it to my kids and they said, wow, that's cool.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing that sort of I wouldn't say it didn't sit well, but um the word famous was in the headline. Famous comedy duo yeah. start a podcast and I think, you know, if anyone is like we didn't write that. That was yeah. just uh I think that was a bit of artistic license on their part. I mean, we'll take it, but it does If, uh, if you
1: go to Berry Market, um I don't know if it's still there, but Berry Market's famous in inverted commas, for black puddings, and there's a massive sign that says Berry's Famous Black Puddings. Now, that's a case in point. When I went there and saw that sign, that was when I found out that Berry was famous for its black puddings. I didn't know before I so, saw that sign.
0: Well, Loddon is famous for its uh, comedy promoter mouth podcast right now. And Speaking
1: of black puddings.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Th- uh, thanks for the breakfast just now, Kai. I, I heartily recommend a uh, breakfast round at Kai's, but you do actually have to bring your own black pudding.
0: Yeah, yeah. and Well, I did. I texted you to say. Um, you might want to pick up some black pudding because I, I think you'll be polite but mortified at his absence. And sure enough, he turned up with four slices of black pudding in his back pocket.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it has to be done. I mean, I've left reviews before for uh, um, cafes that don't do black puddings, and I say you'll never get more than an eight out of ten at least if you do. If you yeah. don't do black pudding, I don't know why people uh, don't do it. It's a nice way to
0: start a podcast, though, isn't it?
1: Talking about black pudding or having black pudding?
0: No, eating a breakfast. Oh, I see, I see. Full English and a coffee.
1: Yeah. Talking of messages, we had a message through, which we're really grateful for from, kind of jumping about a bit here, but I had a message from uh, a mate of mine, Steve Collins. Hello, Steve. Um, Some really useful feedback. And uh, just to put things right, what he said was when we went a bit sketchy on names and whatnot, he said he found it he found that a little bit confusing, which is sort of fair enough. So, in the spirit of that. Uh, the nonce we were talking about is Tom Binns.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the n- no names noncery that we were we were planning to run with um, in in the future podcasts, um, yeah, that's gone out the window. I get what he means. We were we always were skirting around because we didn't know where to pitch it, and uh, yeah, it was Tom Binns was the was the act facing charges for n- for nonce like behaviour. I think what what we'll do if we
1: readjust our policy to say positive names, negative non Names, unless you announce, well, unless it's in the public domain already, yeah, yeah, or, or you announce, yeah,
0: or, uh, or we think you are, <laughs>
1: no, we can't do that. We'll be we, 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 there'll be quite a few people we could be talking about, there. yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, he's um, go, going back to that story. Um, the twenty third of January, which is the day before my birthday, which is on Monday is when he's going to be sentenced. So, uh, I guess we might be talking about it next next time as well. But um, we'll yeah. see. We'll cool. see the severity of his uh, actions. Um, w- whether they match? Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Sentence. Anyway, and
1: the, the other thing we spoke about last week was the. uh We can revisit this if you want because it happened when I booked a comedian. Well, sort of put a comedian in touch with a punter to do a gig with a twenty-four stone stripper. Yes, at a private function. Um That was Justin Panks. Yeah, uh, who who t- who took the gig? Um I don't think there's any harm in that. And, and for, for context, Justin is a, a Norfolk comedian as well. Is he? extremely good club comic and he has the pranks and Furth podcast so you might want to check him out but on that um obviously you're
0: very generous with your uh with your um call outs to other people's podcasts i yeah. think i hope they they will reciprocate yeah i'm sure he will he he took the gig
1: and i was fortunate enough to get video was sent to me both from Justin and from the punter who booked Justin. Um the first video I got oh yeah, the twenty four stone stripper didn't turn up. But there was a dominatrix. So I got I got a bit of footage of a sixty year old man whose birthday it was being uh, um being whipped and danced in front of from a, with a sort of a leather clad uh, dominatrix which
0: is you know so even when a 24 stone stripper doesn't want to take the gig you know yeah. you know you're going yeah. into something special yeah
1: exactly and uh, there, there was a lovely bit of footage of the um dominatrix with justin happened to be sat in the background and he just looked so awkward he was adjusting his uh, collar a little bit like del boy after he fell through the bar and <laughs> you could tell it was just going to be one of those but um the ponce the was extremely pleased she sent me a load of videos and said Justin absolutely killed it which was brilliant she she said that uh, she was a bit disappointed in the um, dominatrix i don't think she was full on enough for her okay know? yeah so yeah but that's Part,
0: go- a party dominatrix it's only that's costly for you how far did she want her to go well yeah All i saw i think uh, was a guy strapped to a chair and she was undulating in front of him yeah yeah, did I, I didn't I didn't
1: forward you that video. You showed me it. You showed me it. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: right,
1: yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, all's well that ends well. Um I think everything went all right apart from the fact I think one I think one of the 20s just Justin got was uh, got rejected by the machine so I'm hoping he'll sort that out directly. But there you go. Yeah, so that's what happened what, this week. What was that?
0: One of the twenties.
1: Yeah. I've had that happen to me before. I've been paid in cash, and like in the one of the twenties has turned out to be dodgy. I've had, I've had I've had a venue pay me, and then like I've said, one of the twenties is dodgy, and they wanted me to go back and pick it up, and it was like a sort of twenty mile round trip to get a twenty pound note. Whoa! I, I stopped dealing with that venue.
0: So now so. we we promised basically to. Um name acts and give a bit of background if we are talking about and i think that's fair that is a very very good bit of feedback from your your mate steve
1: i'm going to turn it around normally we do the format and i read it out i think you should read it this week
0: well no because i like to compliment you on it no i want to compliment you all right this is the format okay let's see let's see how i read it out two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in norfolk rather than be at each other's throats competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders we have joined together with the joint aim of banging on about the UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town
1: well done Kai. well done Kai. I'll, I'll do it next week
0: I am um, <laughs> I am available for for, for readings um, funerals and bar mitzvahs
1: <laughs> so um <coughs> We, let's get straight into it, the, the comedy rumours forward slash comedy shithousery uh, Where we basically sort of pick up on the comedy related things that we've seen through the week uh, uh, That we've uh, caused us to have a bit of a discussion and uh, uh, Or prompt us to have a bit of a discussion on here First one for me is when open spots go bad um, First of all, Kai, have you had any direct
0: experience of this? Go bad in what respect?
1: Well, I I tell you, there was a particular phenomenon with myself because I was once an open spot, working with lots of open spots. Um, I you know on the main, ninety five, ninety nine percent even of all the people I dealt with, brilliant people and and whatnot. But every now and then, I noticed there was a few occasions where I started putting on gigs, and they were doing gigs for me when I was doing open spot gigs. But as soon as I started putting on pro gigs, I, I became very mindful that when people were paying good money, they needed a better quality than I could offer. Um, I think I put myself in for one gig uh, when we were doing pros, maybe maybe a couple when I first started out. And mainly, most of the lineups were professional. I would stick in the odd uh, middle spot as an open spot or somebody sort of advancing into a middle spot. But what this meant was there was an awful lot of open spots that I used to work with, at uh, doing my open spot gigs, and I, I, I didn't put them on for the pro gigs, and I think one or two of them became resentful, so they they became resentful and there was a fair bit of shit stirring going on and and I think and this happens a lot because uh, there there was a case back a couple of years ago. Um, I won't name the the lady involved because it's negative, but for the for the you know so so you can keep track keep track and imagine let's just call her Marianne Duffery. Um, <laughs> be- beforehand, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: just the name that you've used, yeah, Mary yeah. and Duffy. No, yeah. I mean,
1: there isn't such a comic, so so you know, this this, this is. Oh, I was fine. I was trying
0: to think of one that was like uh, Mary Mary Jane, or I don't know. You haven't just adjusted it. That is a made up name, is it?
1: That's completely made up. Oh, okay, that sounds nothing like. All right, it. I was
0: yeah. th- I thought you just sort of made it a little bit like you know. Uh, oh. No, not at all. Similar, but different.
1: No, it's completely different. And, and um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Marianne Duffy was one, and another guy called Terry Herpes. <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> so I that, read that, these- that, that wasn't his real name, but it does sound like a good. Uh, Good, good name for a comic,
0: Terry I read these notes yesterday and I was thinking, <laughs> oh, who does he mean? It must be, what is, it, is it Jerry, uh, Jerry? Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, let, let
1: me tell you about Marianne Duffery. When you, if you're an open spot and you're not getting the gigs that you want, don't blame the promoter. And don't, like what Marianne Duffery did, have a Facebook meltdown calling out all the local, um, uh, local comedy promoters for not putting you on... Uh, at all, or for paid gigs. I don't know what she was on, but this this was straight on the back of um, the the Me Too thing when that blew open, and everybody had something to say about it online. Um, and what's the name of that? Um, the 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 American guy. He was uh Miramax, the the promoter the, the I have director. No idea. You know the guy. He's he's gone to prison now. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Uh, 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 he was the first Epstein. real Epstein. No, no. What's his name? Not Epstein. We'll come back to it. The, the, the Weinstein. Was... That's the guy. Jesus, yeah. we are so old, aren't we, I when know, we do I'm, that? Mem- I was memories. dreading
0: you. When you started going, oh, what's the name? I knew where this was going. Yeah. It was going to be one of those moments that we had. i got name,
1: which... Dyslexia, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, his his real name was, that, that's in the public domain. I think but it's anyway, called, on, on the back of that, she had this meltdown and saying, you don't get a gig with Paul Dunn unless you give him a blowjob or something like that. And I couldn't believe what we're seeing. You know, so all the female acts, so it's difficult enough booking female acts anyway, so all of this was public, and there was a big tirade of absolute nonsense calling me out and I think there's a saying, isn't it if two people are arguing and people are looking on, nobody really cares who's right, mm. and so really, what I ought to have done is just said nothing, but seeing as she publicly named me and called me out and made out I was like some kind of sexual predator for not giving her gigs. I, I did respond. I, I I went fire with fire, and I'm still sort of fifty fifty on whether or not that was a good thing to do.
0: Was she the act that probably got this list together? There was a list, wasn't there, around I mean, that time? Do you remember that? Yeah, well, I don't the know. Shit list.
1: Yeah, I don't know. She maybe. I mean, I I think she was. I don't know. She was definitely ticking a few boxes on the somebody na- was narcissist in, scale. Somebody was in possession
0: but, of a list of comedians, male comedians that were deemed to be. Wrongens or had had acted in inappropriately towards female acts at some point, yeah. Um, and it was a it was a growing list that they kept waving under the I, industry's nose.
1: Well, I did get a message because when I was sort of fighting fire with fire, I got inboxed by Freddie Quinn. I think he's a decent uh, podcaster himself. He's doing really well with it. And he said, "Mate, said you're playing with fire because there's like female groups there, where female Facebook groups where they're all sort of holding up the males to task." Cause I wondered if that was part of it the acts I'm talking about her opening line was actually a um, it was it was a ripped off line from Joe Brand she used to come along and move the microphone to one, sta- one side and say uh, I'll just move this out of the way so you can see me which is famously a Joe Brand line you know but yeah it's it, it just just be good don't be working on you know don't, don't be slagging off everybody else for not getting getting where you need to be
0: yeah you know i mean i'm not the sort of promoter that will tell an act they're not good enough, if that makes sense. Uh, some some promoters will. they just say, sorry, you're not good enough yet. Well, well I um, won't do
1: that unless they call me out publicly and make up lies about um, sexual bloody things that... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That happened, yeah. But in, t-
0: in terms of not giving them a gig, you know, um, it's, it's sometimes easier to just ignore them.
1: Comedy is subjective and then you understand the gig that you run and you kind of second-guess the kind of audience that you're going to get. So it's not necessarily a question of just being good it can be a question of not being right for that particular gig or that particular audience well, so if it's a particularly rowdy audience you probably don't want an inexperienced act nah. being able to deal with it so it's just it can be just a question of experience yeah. i mean you were an open spot
0: for yeah a, a while
1: yeah 18 months two years or something like that yeah yeah and you, you do get intoxicated by it I mean, it's addictive isn't it it is and, and i'd definitely say i had some more like gigs and i definitely struggled with one or two
0: what's the furthest
1: you went for a gig um siren Sister i did a gig out that way everybody sounded like fred west
0: yeah that's a bit of a trick from here yeah well i was looking at I, I,
1: I used to combine it with my day job so I, my day job involved traveling around an awful lot so i'd book gigs when where where I was with my diary.
0: Did you ever do any of the
1: competitions? Did the laughing horse one? Um, thought I did alright. and I didn't get through. I did one gong. I did. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I ever put myself through it again. The gong was quite funny. Um, uh, Tony Mrazi is a bit of a comedy uh, circuit legend. Um, he was doing the uh, MC, and this was a gig for James Beatty in uh, in in Essex. And um, yeah, Tony was going, going to the audience. You're being too kind to everybody. You're being too kind. You need to get your cards up and get them off the stage. You can't. You just you're you're putting up with too much. Anyway, please welcome Paul Don, and it <laughs> lasted, lasted about 15 seconds. <laughs> Unlucky. Yeah. yeah. So that I, yeah, I I sort of realised it wasn't cap- compatible with wanting the life I needed mm. elsewhere with you know kids and. Partner and and actually having money that kind yeah. of thing you know uh, so so I, I I I put it on the back burner. I am seen a few of my own pub gigs for a little while after that, but the more pro I went, I, I figured that I ought to be paying people who really know what they what they're doing. Yeah, and it yeah. takes away the, uh, the the pressure of the night. Uh, I, I had one gig go really bad. A chap called John Murphy, and he used to be on the comedy scene was emceeing it and it was a full open spot gig in a working man's club in Galston and it was going alright, um, it's the first gig there and there was a good hundred people in, good hundred people in and about two or three acts in I think John was on stage and he just kicked off in the audience. So, so something happened and it was like the OK Corral there's like chairs flying around everywhere and everybody's sort of <laughs> knocking ten bells of shit out of each other and all the acts that went on afterwards we, we carried on and they were all sort of like I mean you, you already have adrenaline going through because it's flight, fight or flight when you're on stage but it must have been absolutely peaking yeah so it, that was a that was a rough old uh, rough, rough old yeah. do yeah, yeah yeah,
0: No, uh, never had a fight break out don't yeah. think no, not any well, a week later, level. I did
1: an open spot in a gig in Peterborough, and it kicked off there as well. So it was weird. Yeah, is
0: it, yeah. Is it something you said? No, no, <laughs> I it haven't even it? gone on yet. Yeah, Are you right. the one starting these things? Yeah, no, <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> yeah. People have contacted us, liking the local, liking the local factor in this. Um, it's local people. Um, we hope it travels well enough, don't we? But um, I
1: think it helps that it was in the EDP. I'm saying it's a ba- basically a podcast about Lodden and Chedgrave and uh, the comedy industry, yeah. Which I guess is what it is, really. Um, it's kind of our USP. A couple of things that I sort of latched on to during the week. Um, in the lo- in the local pubs here, I noticed that there was a a, a a Facebook post for the King's Head doing that thing where they say if you're coming in on a Saturday. After midnight, you can't get in unless you've been drinking here all night. I mean, that's that's one for the heavy drinkers, isn't it? It is. But that yeah. was
0: on that did appear the weekend uh, of the jub having their twenty pound drink, all the beers, wines, and spirits uh, that right, you like right. in two hours. I'd
1: like to know what's gone on for that. To I happen. think
0: I think they turned out of there and just went yeah. and descended on the king's head. Uh, just for the the purposes of uh, giving some background on on our. Sleepy Village in town. Uh, Loddon and Chedgrave are probably um, the high street. Well, it's less than a mile long, isn't it? Yeah. Probably yeah. about 800 metres or, or, yeah, getting on for that. And in that uh, stretch, there are five drinking establishments. Um, so that's quite a lot of pubs per square Yeah, it's good. Meter. Yeah, it is good. Do you want to explain the pub hierarchy uh, as you see it in, in Loddon and Chedgrave? Yeah, well, in terms, well,
1: some are more affluent than others. You've got the White Horse, which is definitely affluent at £5 for a pint of landlord's bitter. It's it's got to be, hasn't it? But it's very nice, and it's got a lovely sort of log fire and whatnot. And you've also got the Swan, which I would say is on an equal footing... Wouldn't yeah, that's Wouldn't like you? the
0: hunters' pub, isn't it? The hunters and gatherers, all the shooters go in there. Yeah, with their, yeah, with yeah. their Harris
1: tweed and what have you. Expensive wellies, and that. Yeah, you do get a. Bit they used of that. to
0: have a boar's head on the wall,
1: didn't they? And you'll get a young lad in there with a bionic haircut, and you could tell he's got a bit of money about him because he's got a tweed coat on as well. Yeah, and it, and it is a bit posh. And I've had the, had the food in there. I mean, we went in there last last Saturday, I think it was. We, you know, it's decent. You know, it's a it's a, it's a decent. Uh, Decent scran. They've got Uh, a trap door behind the bar, haven't they? Have you seen that? It's bloody bloody dangerous. It's a death trap, isn't it? It's a matter of time before one of the bar staff go. They've got one. They've got trap door which you can fall straight through into the cellar, and they've got one chain stopping people walking from outside of the bar into the bar whilst the trap door is open. But it doesn't stop people from in the bar from stepping sideways into it. So yeah, I was I was in there briefly last night. I, I did that thing. Do you know when you pick up an Indian takeaway and you get a sneaky pint on the way? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. It's I not mean, ready you, could, you technically
0: that's, you could phone ahead and order it and then just pick it up. But no, that's
1: what I did. I phoned ahead. I ordered it, and I, I was a bit premature. So uh, um, I, rather than sort of sit around and wait for uh, Mister Mohammed to uh, give me food, I had a quick pint of bitter.
0: Oh, so I just go. I I, I pretend that the uh, the line's too busy. And then I'll go down and order it so I can have a pint. So I'll order yeah. it, and then I'll.
1: I don't want to hang around. It Takes I, about forty minutes. Yeah. No. Well. I, just enough time. I, I just I I have a swifty on on the house, have you missed Mr. Muhammad is definitely worth a shout out. I call him Mr. Muhammad because he's a lovely guy. He's, he's called Muhammad, but he, he calls me Mr. Paul, <laughs> which no. always cracks me up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he knows whether Paul is a uh, Christian name or a surname, but he goes hello, Mr. Paul, and but he he's, he
0: put his prices up, didn't he?
1: Yeah, it's not nice. And, and then he stopped though.
0: giving free poppadoms in the uh, in the takeaways. That, oh, that disappointed me.
1: I, I think what's happened there I've is come
0: to expect it from a from a regular curry I house. I think
1: you'll find he stopped giving you free poppadoms. Well, papadoms. exactly. Mr. Paul gets free poppadoms. I started
0: calling him Prophet Mohammed. Uh-huh. Was-
1: <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, I've noticed though he's, he's actually started turning his heating on, and that could be because I left a review saying it's a lovely restaurant, but it's cold and cuz you'd go in there and everybody was sat there with their like parkers on and their duffel coats and their yeah. scarves and whatnot and when you were talking across to you, to your missus you could see all the the, the 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 vapor coming out of your mouth and actually freezing in the air you know it was ridiculously cold but now he's uh, turned the heating on
0: yeah i haven't been in there for a, i've been in once i've been in there for ages yeah, for, yeah. for a curry i sometimes go up the road to the uh, masala garden
1: i've got an issue with that place What? Well,
0: i like it i think
1: it, the food is nice but well if you go in an indian restaurant it's
0: amazing what a waiter in a bow tie can do to you you know see, it, well, to, i know what i'd like to, 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 to do to establishment. yeah
1: we went in with uh, uh my missus is uh, young lad and he let's say let's just say he took a shine to him put it that way oh right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, that's not my beef. My my beef, I forgot one. Uh, well, it is masala, a nice one. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's the music they play. So when you sit in an Indian restaurant, you want to listen to Indian music, right? You go in there and it's playing bloody Fred Sheeran. Not Fred Sheeran, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> 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 uh, we might have to scrap that bit. We won't yeah. tell
0: you why Fred Sheeran is a bad thing to, uh, to reveal on the uh, podcast, yeah. but anybody who is a... Uh, regular reader of reviews might.
1: <laughs> uh, when I leave, we've got revu- to cut this oh, one, not yeah. It's ruined no. your life. <laughs> I don't mind. look, people okay. people have messaged me and said a couple of yeah. if you if you're not if you've not listened um, a couple of episodes Sorry, ago.
0: just just so I don't have to cut this, are we going with this now? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, out let's
1: there say, now. Yeah, let's, yeah. You know, I, somebody I, 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 messaged I'm me. Not, I'm not going back. Somebody messaged me as well. A few people have messaged me and said, uh, "I had a sort of a bit of a lament a couple of episodes ago." Well, it was January, wasn't it? The first yeah. one back after yeah, Christmas. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. <laughs> but I leave reviews under the name Fred Sheeran because I I needed an alias and I was looking at a, an Ed Sheeran cup at the time and I thought well like, you can sort of see what I did I didn't really put too much more thought into it but yeah if you if if you get left a review by Fred Sheeran it's me <laughs>
0: and the and the messages we had were about where did you have the unsavoury experience for Christmas dinner wasn't it. Yeah,
1: they, yeah, they kept yeah. That's coming out of Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but my, yeah, my 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 beef with um uh the masala is them playing like modern music whilst you it, it, you want to be listening to
0: Indian music, right? When you're eating your biryani. Do you, you well, you say that. I, of course a, you do. I only, I, only a go in, I go. in for a takeaway anyway, so I'll sit there. Oh yeah. I'll order it. Have a pint. And yeah. Then, well, then that's, go, that's that's I absolutely fair. A bit. Have
1: they got draft in there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's King one Fisher thing, that's one thing they stop
1: doing in the Raj. They stopped doing draft, which yeah. is a pint yeah. of
0: kingfish or cobra is not a bad pint, really. It's, you know, it's you a d- cracking pint. Yeah,
1: yeah. The food is absolutely top notch. It's it's like not as traditional as the as, as the the Raj and Mr. Mohammed. Um, so you but go they, there for the whole to, experience, they, they, then? Yeah. Any any restaurant you you want you, you, you basically what you need for it to be authentic, you need Indian music. Um, you need someone to be calling you Mister Paul, which is always a bit funny, and you need the toilets like to be slightly unkempt, don't you? <laughs> like because you, you've never gone in one and it's looking uh, like Masala a palace. Masala Garden's got none of those things. Is it's it?
0: actually it's got none of those things yeah. that you've t- just listed there. It's actually yeah, I think it's a l- lovely restaurant.
1: Yeah, it's a decent enough restaurant, but I, I genuinely don't go in because I don't want to listen to. Bloody Madonna or whatever it is while I'm eating my Indian food.
0: Have you put that in the review? Because they might, they might, uh, they might listen to that. I might have done at some point. When I was uh,
1: much younger, I was about eighteen and nineteen. I remember going to a curry house in Manchester. Do you know when you do that thing? You you go to a curry house. It's not like you're really hungry. It's just like the next place that's open for alcohol yeah yeah so, so we did we did that thing and we went in and we were getting ourselves a curry and there was a lad similar age to ourselves obviously the first time we'd ever been in an in, in indian and he wasn't with us he was in the table opposite and we was listening to him sort of rolling our eyes because we'd been in an indian at least three times before because obviously we knew the knew the ropes knew the ropes but he didn't know what poppads were, so when they asked him, he said, "Do you want poppads?" He said, "Yes." And so he said, so he said to he said to him, "How many do you want?" And he said, 20. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he came out looking like a Scooby
0: snack. <laughs> are you a, are you a sharer when it comes to Indian food, or do you just get yours what you want? I'll have a portion of rice and a thing. I don't share. No. no why? No. That's the part of the fun of it, you see. It's not. It's annoying, that I don't want anybody really
1: stabbing no. the fork into my stuff, no.
0: Wow. you don't stick it in the middle and, like, I'll have a bit of that and a bit no, of that, Go oh, I
1: mean, I might give somebody a little bit of my cumin nan, and may, maybe help yourself to a bit of sagaloo, but I want I want, I want want to be in control of that. Wow. Yeah.
0: And, no, I don't know. Well, I'm, glad, so you well did, I'm glad you're not coming out tonight for an Indian. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I You'll be just night. be there. You'll just be there with your foot, I'll be going, that looks nice. Yeah. You'll be going, yeah, it is, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was supposed to go for a run this morning, but because Mr. Mohammed gave me all that food, uh, that sort of paid to my running this morning. So you going Yeah, to yeah go so tomorrow. yesterday
0: you were going to go for a 12-mile run, you said.
1: Yeah, no, I'll do that tomorrow.
0: Put me 12 miles in. Yeah,
1: yeah. The weather's supposed to be slightly warmer tomorrow, so I think it works out.
0: Nice, well, yeah, there's your curry houses for you, the Raj, and I'm, I'm Team Masala Garden, and you're Team Raj, aren't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What's this? Dogs are fleeds and their bastard owners.
0: <laughs> yeah, I put that on.
1: Yeah, what's yeah. that about? Did
0: you let your dog off a lead?
1: Yeah, occasionally. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Is it? Uh, does it attack other people? No. Does it go jumping up and kind of trying to terrorise
1: them? It doesn't terrorise them. It's, it's a basset hound. Yeah. You're only going to get loved to death by
0: a basset. No, there, there are quite a few um, incidents around here, and you see it. People, uh, people always yeah. report it, but yeah. um, we've got quite a nervy dog, um, and. Partly because I think it mirrors, you know, uh, the way it's been treated and mollycoddled by my wife. Uh, you know, it's, she's not the most. Um, this is the dog now. She's not. The, she's not the uh, the, the <laughs> most confident of of uh, dogs amongst other dogs. And um, so people who have them off leads. And so if they start running towards us, Emmy will panic. The dog starts to get frightened, and and then you know it's it's chaos ensues. But there have been some incidents where where um, some big dogs have been let off the leads on the on the Jub uh, common, and have uh, properly terrorised other dog dog walkers. Yeah. Um, and there were and you can see some of them are just out of control. Uh, there's one bloke around here. He's got he's uh, um he's got a Doberman. No no Rottweiler. What's what's the what's the sort of sleek one? Um, That's the Doberman, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not the yeah, the Rottweilers are the big chunky ones, aren't they? Yeah. So, he, so yeah. he's got a Doberman pincher and um it's got one of those. I've not seen it. it and he, he he talks to it like it's like it's his mental mate down the pub, you know. Oh, leave it, leave it, stop it, stop it. Yeah, yeah leave it, it leave it's it. Not worth yeah. it. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right <laughs> when it starts kicking off, and he's got one of those electric collars, you oh, know the ones that yeah, shock yeah. them.
1: A bit kinky they are, aren't they? Yeah, well, I haven't <laughs> tried one. <laughs> How do they work?
0: He's got one of those for it now, and yeah. the, and I I think they're they're not uh, they're frowned upon amongst most dog owners, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, th- but this dog looks like a right bastard. It looks like you know it needs some sort of control. But if you're going to get a big dog, no way to control. It'll it. be
1: from one of those houses that are worth less per square foot, won't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it might well be, <laughs> yeah. And um, when we're walking around that area, yeah, that's when we usually bump into him. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, no,
1: I've not, bumped into him. But funnily enough, I mean, you walk a dog and I walk a dog, but we've never actually bumped into
0: each other walking dogs. No, that's no, a weird true. One, isn't it? Well, we go, yeah, we maybe go in different directions. Yeah, I reckon so. What do you take your dog done? What are you going to start turning up out of the blue? And <laughs> <laughs> we him around the back onto the onto the A one four six field? And the slopes. Oh yeah, up yeah. Around the back yeah, we of Gunton, used to go
1: that way. Yeah, yeah. We used to, we used to kind of stopped that. We'd normally, got Beckles Common. Or
0: there was a time um, though, I was walking the dog there, and somebody, some filthy, inconsiderate dog owner. Let's say I'm trying to keep it clean. You notice I'm controlling my language, aren't I? Some uh. filthy fucker. They were hanging their bags of dog shit in the bush. I
1: remember seeing you post about this.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, and it was they were, as the leaves fell off the trees, there were just these hanging bags loads of them that we're not talking you know they were they were just being lazy yeah, yeah. sold the picture yeah yeah absolutely and so i even i think i even did a uh, wrote a song about it didn't i
1: did you actually have that, that strange damn
0: strange fruit <laughs> can, can you put that on a facebook page
1: is it, worth a, worth it could a, be, yeah, it could yeah, be, yeah. as
0: long as it's not deemed uh, too inappropriate. Because I know the original song. Uh, anyway, I might be reading too much into it. It's quite funny. Um, and yeah, let's put it on the. Let's put it on that. You decide. Yeah, we'll put it on the Facebook page. Just quickly
1: on the dog walking. The one thing that I always end up doing, and I, I have to resist this because I've done it about sort of six or seven times, and I, and I think I better stop now. So I'm, I'm walking the dog with the missus. And our dog barks. It's a basset hound, and it will bark at other dogs. So I find myself saying, uh, "Don't worry, like to the other dogs on Don't worry. She, uh, she's friendly enough. Friendly enough. She doesn't. She just makes a lot of noise. And then I go, and the dog barks a lot too, <laughs> which usually gets a bit of a giggle. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, like I've done it about twenty-seven times or something like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no. it's a good line to wheel out i put a sign on that tree though as well which said um you are being watched by cctv stop hanging your dog shit on this tree or something there was a camera on the house opposite and uh yeah they stopped doing it and they yeah. took my sign away
1: well I, well i guess that's yeah, your community um service done yeah um we, we we are a public service pod. <laughs> what can are. I say? Yeah. So if anyone's <laughs> listening, that was me. Yeah. Um, Jumping back a bit about comedy, um, I noticed um, I, I sent you a, a, a an advert for um, Dawn French's um, latest tour, and um, her latest tour is entitled Dawn French is a huge twat. I mean, one thing I will say for Dawn French now is she's obviously become really self aware, which which is <laughs> which is helpful, but. I mean, look, comedy is subjective, right? But so, so it's not for everybody. To be honest, Dawn French isn't for me. But I just made me wonder, because I looked at the comments underneath it, and it was just comment after
0: comment of people slagging off Dawn French. You know? She looks amazing now, um, You know, in her publicity material. looks fantastic. She's clearly yeah. living, hopefully, her best life. Um, yeah. She lives down in Cornwall now. Does she? Yeah, okay. down, down uh, somewhere in Cornwall. Or is it Devon? Yeah, anyway, right down there. Um, and yeah, you're right. Some of the comments were just... Foul. Clearly, the people writing those comments, they are not the target demographic for this advert. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. she's doing the London Palladium in September this year. And clearly, it's not for them. They don't like her, but they still feel that urge to make us aware of how, they, how much they dislike her. One of them said, the unfunniest woman in the entire world, which I think... Apart from being hyperbole, is just you know just just leave it, move I, on.
1: Yeah, no, no. What it put it me in, in mind of uh, uh, was co- comedians when they slag off other acts. That's just something that that I, I, I find difficult, and and there's a and there's a snobbery amongst comedians against popular comedians. So it, you see it play out on social media. Um, the, um, Mrs Brown boys. Always gets slated as being the most funny, funniest thing ever. Um, what's the name of the tall lady in that sitcom? It's just, she's a little bit posh. I've done it again, Carl. You've done, I it. I done it again. Stop doing this. Yeah,
0: um, but the y- tall lady in the sitcom, bit posh. Yeah. Penelope Keith. She's got. She's. It's just one
1: name. But anyway, look, we'll come back. I'm to Am I showing my age there with that reference? Uh, probably. I didn't notice because oh, I'm you were more, too more, busy more so thinking. Old. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, yeah, but the snobbery against sort of popular sitcoms or comedians, like people, oh, Peter Kay is another one. It's very, yeah. very trendy for comics to, to sort of slag off Peter Kay and all of these. And I, and I,
0: I just kind of think, well, they're popular. People like them, you know. I mean, you don't fill up the O two and and all these arenas over and over again and add those dates if you haven't got something going for you and yeah, it, I think it's a stardom and a status that is you know only reachable by very, very few. It's a, it's a real special place to be for those comics, and fair play to them, I say.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and honestly, you might get other fellow comedians slapping you on the back when you've been a bit disparaging. And about they may Mrs. have got Brown there by, boys, n- but it's you yeah,
0: know. yeah, yeah. And they may have got there by nicking the odd joke here and there, you know. But
1: that's kind of old school, isn't it? That's how it was done. Absolutely. We're moving, we're moving from one time into another, I guess. Absolutely. So you're, you're I mean, I don't,
0: I don't get into those beefs on online when it comes to comedians because I know. I know that the likelihood is the comedians that they're talking about are friends with comedians that I maybe know quite well. And I don't think it's our place to get involved in other people's beefs.
1: Yeah, in the past I've been drawn in. I've been looking at Twitter recently and, God, that's a scary place. It's scarier than than Facebook. And I, I don't comment on Twitter. I don't know if you've read the Mark ronson book about uh about no. social media and whatnot there was a lady who tweeted something on an airplane uh just before it took off and then it took off she obviously didn't have any internet by the time she'd landed she'd lost her career because it, uh, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the tweet was taken out of context in this sort of concert so, so you hear stories like that because because there's, there's no sort of just broadcasting to a couple of mates on twitter it's mm. there if somebody retweets it it could. I've it can never. Be, can be everywhere. I've
0: never quite understood Twitter as a, as a platform. It's amazing. It's a powerful platform. Those that were with it for for years have built quite a. a um quite a network through it as well.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. But it seems to be just a massive slanging match. It's just that it's, it's a, basically a group of people on one side going, look at those dickheads and a group of people on the other side going, look at them dickheads. And because of the, the, the the character length, the, the limitations and uh, there's no detailed or nuanced arguments. It's just really sort of lobbing sort of uh, shit-shaped words at each other and i think the majority <laughs> score points
0: the majority of people on there are are grown-ups it's not really a, it's not your sort of teenagers kind of um platform is it yeah, um, yeah. they are grown-ups you should know better yeah, yeah, yeah exactly graham
1: Linehan, i think that's how you pronounce it the uh, the writer of father ted like comedy hero for me i think he's written one of the best if not the best sitcom ever uh, in Father Ted and and uh, of the IT crowd and one or two other things, but he's on there. Every single post is about bloody trans rights and whatnot, uh-huh. regardless of what you believe. Why get involved? I think I think famously his wife left him or whatnot. He was in the uh, chortle last week saying I'm not a bigot, and then that just set fire to the the whole debate again. And it was just like a you, you, That's exactly not a big what it's. a bigger would say. Yeah <laughs> Wow, well, yeah. Honestly. Anyway, yeah. That's just just just, just a thing. Anyway, that yeah. yeah, just wanted to get that off my chest. I
0: don't, as I say, I don't get into those, um, into that side of it. Some people are out looking for it. We we do we we do tread gently, don't we? We tread lightly yeah. as as we can. A because we're not experts in any field, really, <laughs> are we? <laughs> to yeah. be honest, you know what are our opinions worth? Um, you know, uh, but uh, we were listening to some other podcasts dealing with similar material or similar subjects to what we were we were talking about, and they took a very different. Approach, didn't they? I think we were talking about Justin's uh, Justin Panx's uh, oh, and their, Panks tre- and yeah, their we- treatment of Tom Bins. Uh, yeah, well,
1: we skirted all around it, didn't we? And we was very careful, which I we think- did.
0: We wouldn't name him. we going, and then he's committed a misdemeanour, which was deemed to be inappropriate downloading images. And then on on Justin's, it's like he's a fucking nonce. <laughs> 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 yeah, and you know, I mean, a comedians' podcast is going to be very
1: different to a performance podcast. I mean, comedians actually they they entertain people with their words for a living we don't actually do that so we're more, you know you know we, we we're just sort of having a crack so i don't know we, we uh and we have day jobs so you know a comedian if a comedian is being daring by sort of speaking publicly about stuff he's not going to lose your job as a comedian
0: comedy shithousery
1: back back with that yeah. Do you mind? No, not at all. No,
0: because um, this is what I wanted to talk about last week, and it's still on the list. This this is, this is goes back to... It's a little story that goes back to um, during the lockdown when there were no gigs going anywhere, and I was managing to just squeeze the odd gig on here and there, which was um, much appreciated by those that were able to get on stage and perform them, um, and I managed to book an act that I was... Respected hugely, he's well respected on the circuit. He's a, a veteran now. I'm not going to name this name because I've decided not to. Um, he's big enough. I think we should give him a name though. Let's yeah. just call him Frank Furter. Yes, okay, yeah. So, so Frank, anyway, I, I phoned him up and, and spoke to him and offered him a gig. Uh, here and he was really, really grateful. Is there a comic
1: named Frank Furter? It sounds like there might be actually. Forgive it, yeah, yeah. It, so, it's not it, Frank. It's, it's, it's not the actual frankfurter there is an actual frankfurter but well that's we we'll, we'll, for the purposes of this we'll go with frankfurter
0: yeah so sorry sorry frank it's, if, if is, he's definitely
1: listening. a silly sausage sorry god
0: <laughs> he definitely is a silly <laughs> sausage and this act was really grateful. Genuinely, I thought this is great. So I spent the next three months plugging away and, and publicising this and, and promoting this gig at some expense as well, because I was really chuffed to be able to get this act to perform here. Um, he even contacted me about getting a lift there because um, he's not driving. So he said, oh, how am I getting there? Um, and he phoned me three or contacted me three or four times about transport. And he kept confirming, you know, how am I going to get there and, and so on to the point at which he even booked himself an act or he booked me an act who was going to drive him here all right uh so it was all on and i kept checking with him is the, you know the, and i sent emails out and everything it was all squared up you know there was no doubt in my mind that this was happening uh even and he even confirmed that the act was still able to come fast forward to the week of the gig and i checked in with him said right, just checking in everything's all right oh no not in my diary mate and in fact, I've I've got a double up down in Brighton. <laughs> um, no, I don't know what's happened there. Uh, and and he said, oh, it must have been when oh you know, it was booked when I was going a bit loopy during lockdown. Uh, no, it wasn't in there. In fact, there were a couple of gigs I added in in the same thing, but yours wasn't in there. Anyway, um, I think the, I think the other guy's still all right to go, and and that was it. Left it at that. Wow. And I was mortified, you know, it really yeah, you did. You spend a lot on it, don't you? You do, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, a, and, and a lot of
1: mental energy and all of that. And that sort and
0: of shit, I get it. When an act gets a better offer for a gig... I'm yeah. not gonna, you know, we're small fry. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna step in the way if somebody's getting 500 quid for a gig. I was, was gonna pay him. Was, it, was and, your
1: headlining? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's the thing. If you're headlining, you're anchoring you anchor, you line up around that, don't you? you well, know? I wasn't actually
0: you, gonna have a gig on that month, believe it or not. This was way back, just after the lockdowns, so and we were yeah. going bi-monthly. But I thought I've got this act. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Okay, so I, I tailored it all around that. And I ended up having a gig which wasn't was one of my least favourite for all of those reasons. Um but the act that was driving him came down still. Um oh, yeah. but he was only there because he was kind of he was good enough, but you know, it was just a mess. But you know, as a as a headline an experienced headliner who knows better, that sort of shithousery does have, you know, a real impact on all sorts of things and it and you shouldn't be taken lightly. I, 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 I had one
1: um pull out on me. Um it was a female act let's call her maureen disco trousers but that's not a real name if there is a comic out there called maureen (laughs) disco trousers it's not her um i don't think there is (laughs) um who knows but yeah um booked for a while and then a week out a week out um basically i got a strange exchange over i think it was facebook messenger um how did i get there well, I dunno, you do you not drive, you took the gig, you know where it is. And basically it's like, Oh really sorry. I thought it's it was in zone six in London. I was
0: like, For God's South
1: sake. World. Yeah, zone six. If there were zones, it'd be like zone six hundred and two or Didn't something. Didn't I you know? recommend
0: that act to you? And you booked yeah, it on the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. I was, I was I was
1: I was very put put out. I mean, yeah, cracking act. Again I've still seen her online getting involved in all kinds of uh, no, but about. it
0: is it is a form of shithouse where where yeah. you know just be honest. Don't just pretend it isn't happening. If I hadn't phoned him on that day um, or left it even later, I'd be even more in even more trouble than than I needed to be. But the fact that I'd been putting his name out there, if I cancelled a gig with an act, I'd I'd probably be liable to or likely to pay them something if it was that short notice. Yeah. Um, but the money you spend on advertising. Um, and making this act really shine on, on social yeah, media yeah. with posters and, and rave re- you know reviews and what have you, yeah, um, yeah. that seems to go unnoticed. Would well, you ever book Frank Furter again? No. I blocked him on Facebook and thought, fuck you, Frank.
1: Really well-respected guy. I've I've seen him a couple of times live. Actually, i have not actually booked him.
0: Yeah, you can see why I was stoked to get him up this far. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and he was really grateful at the time when there was very little money coming in. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you can stick all your awards up your arse, your twat.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> this is this is a sort of live point, and I don't know if uh, uh, comics properly get it, uh, but any sort of shithouser he does sort of get around. There's a whole network of. Uh, promoters talking to each other, so I mean, like I, I, I know who Frankfurt really is, uh, and, and knew at the time because I remember being upset about it. And I dare say there's other promoters who also know who Frank Furter is. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, you know. You you, you don't don't shit where you eat, you know. Quite literally, that's you know, it's one of those things.
0: And at the time, at the time, Shaft of Wit was was really sort of yeah, it, it was ticking a, along nicely, and that took the window yeah, of sales. It was, really. it was
1: moving along, yeah. m- m- moving up the. Uh, Scale a bit, wasn't it?
0: I ended up having a gig with two impressionists on. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> and then I'll just leave it there. Yeah, I, I, I was at that
1: gig. It was all right. Right. So, so the bit that we come to towards the end uh, is, is where we try and make amends. We call this contrition. Um, yeah, one of the things I want to get off my chest is is when people when you advertise for um, for spots through Facebook, uh, normally through for Facebook. And you get lots of people responding. Um, you don't always get the chance to respond back. Um, I try to. I know it's a good thing. And, and when I do it, uh, people are really grateful for it. But I don't always do it. And I mean to. So I'm, I just want to say so, so sorry about that. But um, I think if you're... Kai, you're not full-time promote. You, you you make a living doing other stuff. And same as myself. So, so it's a case of squeezing it in. Um, in uh, in a you know, uh, you you fit in the workload where you can. So for me, Saturday morning, I uh, I'll I'll sit there sort of talking to venues and uh, maybe sort of uh, sorting out artwork or whatever it is. A little bit of admin. This morning was trying to do me counts. Um, but if you've advertised for spot and you get sort of thirty resp responses back, I try to respond. But what I want to say to the acts that. If, if if you have and you know there's one i'm thinking of that mailed me recently sort of a east angling based act keep meaning keep thinking i must get back to him and um just haven't got around to it because there's a whole load of people I ought to get back to, but please don't take it personally. Um, I, I, I mean to. And there's, there's very, very few people, um, even though it might sound, because we, we do a section called Shit Housery on here, it might sound like it's against, us, against all the nasty comics. It's not. 99% of comics, but I'd say, fair to say that both of us had a really decent relationship with. So if we haven't responded, don't take it personally. It doesn't mean you shit. It doesn't mean that we... You you haven't been considered you're not on the radar it really just unless you're marianne duffery but uh <laughs> yeah or
0: frank furter yeah
1: yeah well let's see it but like 99 percent of people aren't <laughs> the disco or, trousers. Or, more mean, disco trousers yeah what what a cow so <laughs> six anyway yeah yeah but yeah don't take it personally we'll try to respond and uh yeah we'll get it on the end please don't let that put you off uh, sort of reminding us that you're there I do, sure I do remind us that you're there you know I'm sure uh, we're I'd not d- the
0: only ones that do that though it must happen a lot and it, it isn't out of rudeness sometimes I'll see the email there and, and it just drifts down the bottom or maybe well, we just don't like you we do
1: we 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 go with most people to be fair and it is it's a decent enough supportive community Um, unless you start you know making images and shit like that then you know it doesn't look quite so good for you i've had a
0: few uh, a few messages about that from people saying isn't that the guy and i'm like yeah let's not talk about it (laughs) tom bins yeah are we doing
1: that thing? Do you know when um, you meet somebody and you forget their name, and then when somebody says their name, you go, that's the name, so then you overuse their name unnaturally in a conversation to <laughs> yeah.
0: compensate?
1: Yeah. Are we doing that with Tom Bins, Tom Bins? Tom yeah, Bins? yeah. We didn't do it last <laughs> month. Yeah,
0: yeah. But we might be. I've got that with the chip. The bloke in the chip shop, um, where I've been going, you know, go there enough times. Um, and he knows my name but I don't know his and now it's too late to ask what his name oh, is I had a
1: neighbour like that I, I literally lived for 18 months next door to me told me his name on his first, on the first day and uh, like, I can't have a problem with names it goes in one ear and out the other and it is it is like a form of dyslexia if you tell me your name I've really got to try hard to remember it yeah <laughs> well yeah there was a, there, I, I I often swap this out like, there was a guy that I met about sort of 20 years ago and he was a gay chap and, and to remember, his, he's just really pure, but got to, his name was Danny. So instantly I went, Danny, doesn't like Fanny. And then I know he sounded so, I remember I I, I, I chuckled to myself because that made me laugh. But I never forgot his name. But but my neighbor who told me his name, it was something John, this, nondescript like John or bloody Steve or something like that. And he, he he worked as a sort of retail manager and uh yeah i never could remember his name but one day he left his suit jacket in his car with his badge on so i saw it and it was like john let's say i have forgotten it now but then when i saw it I was like all
0: right john yeah john yeah yeah john john john, john. yeah 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 well, there you go yeah right i've been i've been listening to the the podcast for um in the car and I genuinely do enjoy listening back to it. Um, and I hope uh, anyone listening now has enjoyed this one because we're drawing it to a close. But there was a couple of phrases in two episodes that popped up, uh, one phrase that popped up, um, that you use. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to correct any French this week. Oh, OK. Because you haven't used any. Yeah, I think. On. Yeah. Um, and the term that you used on two separate occasions was hoo-ha. Is that not French then? <laughs> no, no, I don't think. It's more Chinese, isn't it? Oh, I, don't um, I don't know, but hoo-ha, causing a hoo-ha. I like that. Where do, you, do you use that one often?
1: Probably, probably more than I ought to. But I sometimes use commotion, turmoil, disturbance, hoopla, stir, hubbaloo, kerfuffle or storm.
0: Is that what a hoo-ha is? Yeah. Have you been, yeah, you were prepared there. Too. I was prepared for that <laughs> and I've got it written down. Okay, yeah. I think kerfuffle's good.
1: Yeah, I, I like kerfuffle.
0: And uh, it's a beautiful turn of phrase, uh, I think. Uh, but it came up twice, and I thought, yeah, I must find out. Shitstorm. Shitstorm. <laughs> causing a shitstorm. Yeah. Causing a hoo-ha. It's satisfying, isn't it? Hoo-ha. It is. It is yeah. lovely. And yeah. But I'll tell you what did also happen. Uh, that what made me bring it up was when I was editing it, I ended up using it, and I never use it. I'd heard you use it, and I think it somehow got in my brain, and I said, causing a hoo-ha. I cut it out there because that, thought...
1: that's how, that's what happens with words. Yeah, yeah. You get it, they they pass amongst us like viruses. This is why you get people in Essex talking like dicks. <laughs> sorry if uh, you're from pe- Essex, pe- but a lot of you did speak, like, that was that program where they end every sentence with like, you know, John really, Mann is from really Essex. Sorry John, John, John. I don't no, know. No, he's, he's got a uh, Sorry, I'm he's not He's got with... an old school Essex accent.
0: I am not with you right now. My missus
1: Essex, But she doesn't talk like a dick. But she does watch that programme where they're all sort of there with their sort of uh, weird eyebrows and Turkish teeth and that.
0: I'm sure that people have got, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I've i listened to the podcast. I like Paul or, yeah, I like Kai. But I'm going to win over the Essex crowd now by saying, sorry, Paul, I disagree with that. I think yes, people from Essex have all 95% of people
1: <laughs> I've met from Essex I've got no problem with. <laughs> No, genuinely, haven't. But, uh, it, you do but, not, but the ones that come on the telly.
0: Oh, god. You, uh, yeah. you do not sound like dicks. I'm sorry, I'm sticking with it.
1: They do. They, <laughs> they really do. Yeah, but they all got got that funny cadence in the way they speak. It's sort of um, contrived.
0: Oh god! Such a shut. Stop talking, man. <laughs> We're trying to win people over, and you've just alienated. I'm not. I, you know, listen to me. This, I mentioned things, you know, look, for clarity, anybody in the comedy industry
1: is from Essex. Sounds you're, like a dick, is what no, you're No, no, you, you all sound absolutely fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, most of them, yeah, I can't think of anybody. I mean, they, they all make that joke, don't they? Like, when I was an Open Spot, every everyone from Essex had that joke. I'm from Essex, yeah. What was it? Um, I'm
0: trying to pull you out from under the bus here. Yeah. I really
1: uh, am. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was the joke? Shagging an Essex girl is like having one of your five a day because of that orange. That was, that was that, I I've heard different incarnations of that joke over the years. Yeah. Anyway. Well,
0: you did a better job of that one than you did last month with uh with the M- Mick Miller, Miller joke. Perfavor, yeah. yeah. The French favor, Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we kept that in. And we even named an episode after it. <laughs> that that Mick Miller clip has gone viral since. Has it? Yeah, everybody's it is a share, good, sharing it, the Mick and Miller. It, it's a it, what I like about it is it's not offensive. No swearing. In fact, Mick Miller doesn't really do much swearing in his acts.
1: Whilst we're on about Mick Miller, the tickets are still available for Mick Miller at uh, WCB Comedy at Southwold Arts Centre and Galston's Ocean Room on the 17th of February. Go to www.wcbcomedy.com for more information and tickets. I just wow. had to get that
0: out there. That was a bit desperate, wasn't it? <laughs> no. It's, cool. Cool. Yeah, it it's a called the Promoter Mouse. It is called the Promoter Mouse. Um, uh, I've got Mike Gunn on February the 2nd and 3rd. Mike Gunn, February the 2nd at the Bear and Bells Beckles, and February the 3rd at the White Horse in Chedgrave. Well done. Yeah. It 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 will be fantastic. Tickets available from www.shaftofwit.com. <laughs> I like that. That's like a, a, a word from our sponsors.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might as well. Yeah literally hundreds of people are listening now uh, they <laughs> which, are they are literally it. yeah we are it's
0: number 19 I don't know next week when we um uh when we report back we may be um leapfrogging we're, we're looking to see who we can leapfrog in the charts or we may be off the charts so we took a screenshot of our Chart position, and we're in there with uh, Sarah Pasco Sarah, Sarah and uh, Danny Baker. Danny S- Baker's a bit just a few steps above, and uh, and but dropping. He dropped eight places. So if we can, Sarah Pasco effectively.
1: Sorry, go on. Go on. You go so, on. She effectively bought me a treadmill because I booked it about ten <laughs> years ago, and and uh, God love her, she did it for a really decent price, and we filled it out. And with with my winnings, I bought a uh, bought a treadmill which lasted me a good few years. Thank you for nice. Thank you for
0: that. So a healthy option that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a healthy option for booking. Yeah. Um yeah. anything else we haven't touched upon today? We're going to talk about gigs without lights, weren't we? Should we save that for next week? Can't do. If you're putting on a gig and you haven't got very good lights, sort it out because we're talking about it next week.
1: I used to be that guy.
0: Is that why you go quiet when I bring it up? Yeah, well, all these things. Because that you're like, you, oh, yeah, but that's all right. No, it's No, not. I
1: don't say it's all right. I like, yeah, as as I said before, it's starting to become a sh- catchphrase a bit. You start off being a ship promoter and you get slightly better, don't you? you yeah, yeah, yeah. Even a and ship
0: promoter needs to light the stage. It's like, you might well, as well. well don't used don't to give do, him I used a microphone and either. A set of
1: builder's lights that are sort of, uh, hooked up to whatever was nearby. And, yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Blinding. But, yeah. But weird. it's light, yeah, but weird. it's light.
0: Yeah, and people, you know, just light that. Oh no, don't. We'll talk about it next, uh, next where We've started now, but I might come back to it next week. Um, yeah, just light your freaking stages, will you?
1: Gonna take your ages to edit all the shit out of this one, okay.
0: <laughs> Sound and lighting. Yeah, we're,
1: <laughs> and we're going for a pint now, aren't we? So you're not gonna do it Oh, today. we are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: it takes me most of the rest of the day to edit it out. Um, uh, where are we going for beer? I think we go to the King's Head. Because they've got pool. And that's going to, you know, might as well oh, have, yeah. a, have a couple of frames of pool down there.
1: Cheap part of Bitter in the Swan first.
0: Yeah, cheap part of Bitter in the Swan and then maybe a, a, a warm Guinness in the King's get, Head. Get
1: get back for From tea dirty time dirty so we're not, we're, not, we're not upsetting our respective
0: <laughs> other halves too much by being out on it. The King's Head. Um, do you play darts? I used to play darts. I used to be on the king the team at the King's Head when I first arrived. I wasn't a very good Didn't player. Really? Yeah. yeah, The King's
1: Head... Dartboard. Did I see something that you posted in Facebook about the King's Head Dartboard a little, a little oh, yeah, while ago? Yeah,
0: I mentioned it on there as well. Yeah, yeah, um, I did. Where the Dartboard is in the King's Head, the King's Head is a very old, very prominent old building in, in on Loddon High Street. And where they've got the Dartboard, um, and, and one of the features of this pub is it's got wooden beams in the ceiling, exposed wooden beams in the ceiling. And where the Dartboard is, um, in order for the darts to be played there what they've done is they've carved out like they literally for a, a two thirds of, of the beam going of the across the beam they've carved out in an archway like the, that uh, is like the the um yeah the arc of the top of the dartboard yeah uh, because it was just slightly too low so people was, were probably hitting it with darts and, and it begs the question of what is uh you know when you have a choice to make of uh is it darts, or is it the structural integrity of a listed building? The King's Head have chosen darts, and they've got two not, beams. Not,
1: not, not only the structural integrity of a listed building. You've, you've, you've got the wrath of the listed buildings officer as well, haven't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, um, we will. That's, that's the one thing. We will also put a picture on our uh, Facebook page, The Promoter Mouths. Have a look at what they did to the dart board area in we, this beautiful building it's a fucking travesty yeah. but at least we can play darts yeah yeah <laughs> nice one we may have a game of darts yeah we? but let's go down and have a pint now Paul thank you that was um that was fun oh um, as the
1: music's fading out can I just work, give a shout out to to the musicians who, who who've made it yes
0: you did this a couple of weeks ago and I, mean, I didn't record it so as it's, how, as it's
1: fading out I've got to big it up for them because um th- th- I think they're listening so, so, well, so they- yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you've got Roger Sampson and Paul Greening on guitar. Uh, you've g- Not the same guitar Two separate guitars And you've got uh, John Harris on bass Stuart Bickle on drums And you've got Matt Hall Recording it And so, you've got
0: Pablo Dan With his beautiful vocals Yeah From a um, song that I wrote When I was 16 Believe it or not There you go A song he wrote When he was 16 It'll probably start To come in about now And I, I will sign off And say thank you so much For listening everyone And we will sign out now Goodbye Pablo Cheers Carl. Suddenly every seems
1: Falling down, one thing and another. My thoughts keep me spinning around. I look to others my solutions, just can't be found. I feel I gotta run, change myself, and change my town.
0: Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash